Welcome to this week's edition of the Wispy Mob Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series. I'm your host, Todd, middle initial C. Walker. Yes, that's right, it's me. And the little musical lead-in was played by me on my Martin DR Centennial guitar. A DR Centennial, for those of you who are Martin fans and don't know what that model is, it's a poor man's D28. The only difference is it doesn't have a gloss finish, it doesn't have any kind of special decoration, and it has a torrified Adirondack spruce top and East Indian rosewood back and sides, and it's a killer guitar. But the reason I played that was I received... Just the other day, a set of Royal Guitar Strings, acoustic lights, 12 to 54 gauge, and the Phosphor Bronze, which is a 92-8. And uh, the fellow who is on the phone with me right now, David Craver, happens to be very involved with Royal Guitar Strings. And also, openmic.us, which is a open mic network site on the internet, and he's on the phone right now. Hi, David. Todd Walker, how are you? I am well, and... The uh, my poor attempt at recording. I have a little Focusrite uh, setup for my Garage Bands, but I've only recorded like two or three times, and I'm totally inept at it. So, the cleanliness of the recording probably wasn't that great. But I wanted to use the strings to open the show because we're going to be chatting about them. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you got the strings, and glad you were able to get them on that uh, that fine Martin guitar. And um, thought it sounded great. Thought it sounded great. Well, I'm normally a medium gauge player because I, I tune my guitars to, to help with my vocal range, a full step down to D. Um, and when I put these on, because these are light gauge, they didn't sound that great, a little bit floppy, a full step down. So I tuned it up a half step and it just shined. And I have, ah. have to admit, because I'm a, an elixir phosphor bronze nano web guy i have been for many years and so i always go into a new guitar string with a little bit of trepidation and you know question in my mind now oh, they're not going to be as good as my regular strings but i must admit for the little time i actually played with them they're very lively so you've done a great job thanks Todd. i appreciate that we um our 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 slogan is uh, swiss design meets american engineering and uh it's because we um we work very closely with the uh, the American engineers to create this this uh, this new string. And right now, we're only offering the lights, and we we do plan on expanding our line to uh, a number of other uh, gauges. But uh, the strings are made in the U.S. in California, and they are made to um, our specifications. Uh, and so it's the, um, the, the name of the company is Swiss guitar, uh, the Swiss string company. And it, we make Royal guitar strings and they are the king of strings. <laughs> now the, when you say the Swiss string company, are you, do you have a Swiss, a Swiss background? Yes. I'm actually a Swiss citizen. Oh, as well as an American citizen. So, <laughs> well, the, um, it's now, how long have you been doing the string stuff? We actually just started um, this year, so uh, that's uh, we're really excited about it. We it was born from running Open Mic Entertainment for about twenty years and seeing um, all of the the variety of, of um, music gear. We work closely with um, uh, guitar manufacturers, string manufacturers, all, all kinds of um, gear guys, Electra Voice, um, Taylor, and 
um, what we noticed was that, um, you know, one of the things that uh, musicians consume and, and buy lots of on a regular basis are things that wear out and guitar strings really falls into that, that category. Um, and, and it's probably the most replaced thing in, in the world of mu music. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, we, we thought, well, if we could, um, design a better string because we I, i'm a musician myself i play out i play in the caribbean i teach a course on um how to become a professional performer um so i I've, I've been doing this a while and i have always thought that um you know on the, on the string side i like uncoated strings i, I like uh, a brighter feel uh, a brighter sound when i'm playing out and I, I thought it would be really cool if we could design something that basically had all, you know, uh, a punch list of, of all the things that I liked in one string because I, I was, you know, I, I played all the strings myself and, and I was, it fell just a little short. I said, man, this is the perfect string. If only it had this. Right. And so basically that's what we did. We, we kind of reversed engineered what we liked and didn't like about other strings and came up with what we, what, um, I is my perfect strength and and hopefully what I like is is what uh, a lot of other musicians would like and so we're able to market the the uh, the strings out through the open mic network that you mentioned which is the the home the home jump off page uh, for the whole network is openmic.us and what that does that lists all of our 85 websites where we cover uh, open mic listings for the world well, tell us, tell me a little bit about how you got started in the open mic uh, online uh, thing that you're doing. You said you've been doing it for 20 years. How did you start doing that and why? I was a, um, a couch performer, a backyard guy, uh, never played out. Uh, I was 35. Um, I was able to uh, free up some time. Uh, facilitated by my wife moving to Florida, and I stayed in Atlanta. <laughs> Amazing how much time you have. When you <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, I thought it was a bad thing, but it turns out I got a new wife, and I had all this time, and I discovered that playing in an open mic was fantastic. Uh, a friend called me up and says, you know, you play, right? Yeah, you should come and go to this open mic. So that, I, And I, I was instantly bit. I, I loved it. Uh, went there over the summer and then uh, showed up on a Monday night and the guy uh, behind the counter said, um, Oh yeah, nobody's here. Uh, it's too cold outside. So we're not doing it. I'm like, that's it. You're done. Said, yep. That's it. I said, well, okay. Next day I went into a bar closer to my home and in, uh, in uh, Norcross, Georgia, walked through the door, handed him a tape and said, um, Hey, I want you to listen to this. Um, I want you to do an open mic. And, um, uh, this is what it costs and, and every Tuesday and this is what it'll do for you. And, um, he well, I, I had the tape in my hand and, and, and he said, well, I have one question. He's a British guy. He says, uh, what if you suck? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I love you, man. That's the best question you could ask. As a matter of fact, that I, and I handed him the tape. I said, this is me, you know, just, just playing into the, the tape recorder. Um, you know, if I don't suck, give me a call. If I do suck, eh, we'll let it, we'll let it go. So he called me up and I ran that place for three years. He sold the place. First act of the new uh, owner was to fire us, uh, which well, is yeah. 
because it was, uh, you know, every Tuesday night for three years, they were making $1,200 in profit. Um, you know, and it was, it was crazy, um, successful. Uh, but cause it was so, so successful when I got fired, I'm not kidding. The next day I had a call from three different bar owners and from going fr- from that day till today, that is never happened. Bar owners just don't call, right? You, you, you've got to, you get in their face and you got to sell them and sell them and sell them just to get them to say yes. And, and that's if you're giving away gold bricks. So these, these guys have insulation around them, but this really happened on that same day. They called up and I said, yeah, I can come over and do that open mic for you on Tuesday, you Wednesday, you Thursday. And I doubled the price. And I said, wow, maybe I can make a business out of this. And, um, I said, well, I, you know, the most I can do is seven, right? I do seven days a week. And then I said, you know what? How about if I could build added value around this and hire somebody else? So I'll, I'll make enough added value to pay me, and then I'll pay the host to go, and then I can have as many as I want and scale this up. And that's what I did. So um, I went and got um, engineered a deal between a, a, a large international beer company and a local classic rock radio station. And I said, I've got 10 of these going in bars. And if you'll give me free spots advertising my open mics in these bars, stating the names of the bars on the day that they occur, then I'll rebrand the entire thing to your beer customer. And I'll make sure that the bar puts it on sale during the open mic. And they said, wow, that's a good deal. So they gave me free spots. Now I had to do is go to the bar owner and say, you know, put this beer on sale and then tell the host to say the beer is on sale. Hmm. <laughs> what, what's our job and when we go into a bar sell more beer yeah, that's okay. right so i i took that to heart and i i got free radio spots and what's cool is like your um your lead-in bumper uh is your your music i actually have a song called get out of my head and i gave it to the station and said this is the music for the spot and so actually it was great. I'm riding down the road, middle of the day, listening to classic rock. And here comes my song playing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I wished I had known that prior. So you could have sent me an MP3 so we could have played it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry about that. No, that's, hey, that, yeah. that's quite all right. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to still ask you to send me a, a copy of, or, or, or do you have a CD or a recording or, you know, of some of other songs that are yours? Oh yeah. I have, um, I have three full-length CDs of original music, and then I did. Um, I just got crazy and got into swing music. Oh yeah! In a while. And I was in the Turks and Caicos on a gig, and woke up in the middle of the night, and I said, "Holy crap! <laughs> I think I think I just wrote a swing song." And I I wrote it down, and I sent it to my producer. I said, "Can you uh, can you mess with this?" and he says, well, what do you want me to do? I said, well, he says, we, we got to make, we got to jazz it up. We got to give it to an arranger. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. And he says, uh, and if we got to record it, we got, you know, we're going to record it with a, like a big band. I'm like, yeah, do that. He goes, this is going to cost you. I said, I don't care. I'm excited. Do it. When I got home from Turks and Caicos, um, three weeks later, <laughs> I walked into the studio, the entire track was laid down and it was, it sounded like Benny Goodman. I mean, it was insanely great. These cats were from the Atlanta Symphony. Oh, isn't that cool? Yeah. And I, and I, I just went in and uh, laid down the vocal, and I'm just super pleased. So I, uh, on the heels of that, I went and, and um, did 
had a, the arranger do uh, two uh, songs from the eighties and uh, we uh, recorded them in um, that swing style. Cause you know, it's uh, like basically swing in the eighties. Now, if someone is interested in checking out your music, you know, your, whether it's your originals or your covers doing in a swing style, how can they find your music? Do you have a website or how do you promote your music? Yeah, um, my site is craver.org, C-R-A-V-E-R dot O-R-G. And I'm on all of the online services. So if you were um, Spotify, you type in David Craver. And um, same thing on Pandora and all those. Well, isn't that cool? I, now, see, I had no idea. I just assumed because, and I must, must tell people that, and, and I can't even really remember how we connected, but it's been pretty much just email back and forth. This is the first time we've spoken on the phone. So I just assumed that you owned a business making guitar strings, and I knew they were a fairly new name. And then you also had this site for open mics. I had no clue that you were a musician. So that makes it even better. It does, because we're both musicians. So that, we can that's actually, right. We, we, know, we know that regardless of whatever else happens in the world we can always come back to our center as a musician <laughs> and and i hosted open mics for probably 10 or 12 years and lots of songwriter showcases i still do a songwriter showcase which is it's sort of like an open mic but they have to do original songs okay, and the, sure. uh, i just set up the summer series we have a very cute little stage called the shabro stage behind the frederick coffee company and cafe here in frederick maryland where i live and it's outdoors. It's got beautiful flowers, got trees overhead. It's got, you know, patio lights. I apologize for the noise because every once in a while something will come in on my phone and it'll pop like that. But the um, this year I decided to do it as a pre-schedule. So I set up the artists ahead of time. So I have at least four. It's only a two-hour show. Everybody gets 25 minutes. So I know exactly what you mean as far as running open mics. In fact, I'm going to be doing a workshop coming up here soon about how to run an open mic because so many people, as you probably well know, do it very badly. <laughs> you, you must have read my book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, um, I've had a lot of success with, with open mics because I, just like we went at, at it with the, the strings. I, I know I, there, there are parts of open mics that other people do that I love. And they're in that same open mic. I could identify a few things that I hate. And so um, and when I started running an open mic, it was like, OK, we're going to do away with that. We're going to do this. And that, you know, the, the big chunk of, of what I do at an open mic was, you know, it, it didn't take long to establish that. It was just I'm going to do it this way mm -hmm. over time. A few little things have changed, little tweaks, um, but it's basically the same as, as when I started. And it's 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 just based on, um, you know, common sense and, you know, it being respectful of people's time. Um, uh, people, you know, want to know when they're going to play. And right. then if, if, if there are if there's a schedule and it says 815 and you can't get them out at 815, you need to go to them before 815 and tell them why. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just tell them why. Most people are like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, that's fine. I mean, if they, yeah. So anyway, it's um, yeah. I would uh, I appreciate the fact that you're going to take the time to educate folks 
on how to run uh, an open mic properly. Well, the, I've been to so many, either in the audience or as a participant, where the host sets up his, his or her PA and just turns the volume up and says, okay, you're on. And they go outside and smoke a cigarette and chit chat <laughs> with it, you know, their buddies and whatever. And they look through the window once in a while to see when someone else is, you know, ready or when that person fans, they run in quickly and detach everything and set it back up and they go right back outside. I'm thinking, no, that's not the way you do it. But it's, but now do you still currently, um, do you still host open mics or are you too busy? I have um, tried to keep my toe in it um, because I have an an ongoing open mic at a place called Abbott's Bar and Grill in Johns Creek, Georgia, which is an affluent suburb north of Atlanta. Um, And we're in year 17. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I when COVID came around, as as you know, COVID killed the open mic. Sure did. Uh, um, we're, we're, we're in our Phoenix phase where resurgence here. And, um, so I, I decided to step back. Um, I have a good friend, um, named Derek Forwerda. He's a monster, uh, guitar player. He played with Cindy Lauper and the spin doctors amongst dozens of, um, uh, fifties and sixties bands that, uh, came out of retirement to go on the road and, and they hired him to be their lead guitar player. Anyway, he is, uh, uh, all that background and he's hosting the open mic. So I, 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 uh, for me, so I, I intend on going back in, uh, but he's having such a good time that I, and I had to kind of drag him into it. He had the time and inclination, but he's like, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I've kind of been to the mountain, Dave, you know, you want me to host an open mic? I'm like, yeah, you're, I, I do because you're going to love it. Matter of fact, I met him at open mic 20, 20 years ago. He walked through the door. Um, and then we became friends. So that's how I got to know him. But, uh, if, if people out there think that they're, you know, they're too good to play at an open mic because they get paid, like they have a, a band that they play on the weekends. Um, and you know, I, I don't play for free. That's a bad attitude. Right. As, uh, you know, it's not the money. It's all of the other amazing, cool things that you get from an open mic, uh, like meeting new friends and, and, and getting information and, and networking and find out where you can play to get paid. And, oh, there's this fun new festival, you know, coming up and you should check that out. My friend, you know, the networking alone is just amazing. Um, and if you do get if you're a singer songwriter and you want to go out and play, um, you know, get paid, but you're doing all original music and you're traveling around doing coffee houses, uh, stop into the open mic the night before and try and get people to come out to your show. Um, try to get email addresses, you know, build your list that way, walk through the door. Cause if, you know, if you're good enough to be doing this for a living and running around doing that, people are going to respond to your music and your performance so much so that, yeah, man, I, especially in the moment, you're right there in front of them and you hand them a, a clipboard, say, hey, write your email address, you know, let's, let's build this. But there's, there's so many ways, uh, to use an open mic to, uh, in, in the, in a musician's world, um, that uh, I feel sorry for people who have just, you know, come at it from, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not going to play. Right. You know, it's interesting that you said, when you mentioned that your friend, um, when he, when you asked him to open mic, he's kind of standoffish because when I was asked to host an open mic, I thought, that's the last thing I want to do. And (laughs) the owner of the coffee shop, well, 
the fellow who was hosting it at the time didn't want to do it every week because he, he worked for the government. It was just difficult for him to get there every week. So she called me up and she says, Todd, could you do it so you alternate weeks? So he has a week off, you have a week off. She goes, I think you'd be good at it. I said, I'm not interested. And she called me three times. She said, well, at least just come over to the open mic because I hadn't done an open mic for, you know, at that point, probably almost 30 years since I was performing in Boston back in the the 1970s. But because she was such a good friend, I went in, I sat in the back, the place was packed, you know, and as you know, the, uh, that whole Forrest Gump box of chocolates type of thing, you you never know what you're going to get at an open mic. You're going to get really good, not so good, maybe good, maybe they should not come in, whatever, but it's a great proving ground for people. And I thought, I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to do this. And she came over, she goes, isn't it great? And I went, yeah. She goes, you're going to do it? And I said, well, let me think about it. So she called me two more times. She says, please just do it one time. So Tommy has a week off. And I thought, okay. I went in and midway through the first performer, David, I loved it. So I totally get it. Yep. It's, uh, it's the, it's the uh, unexpected, uns- unscheduled um, aha moment that happens at every open mic. There's, there's going to be one thing, one thing. And you, it's not always the same thing. It's not even the same kind of thing. But there's always one thing that happens that every, everybody kind of goes, oh, and they see and they hear and feel the same thing at the same moment. <laughs> well, and the thing I, I try to tell people when I'm talking with folks who want to host an open mic and I will bring this up in the workshop is for many of the people who are going to perform at an open mic, that is the largest stage they may ever perform on. So try to make sure that they sound the best they can sound for their family who's sitting at the tables or their buddies or whomever that you possibly can. So they have the best and make their experience seamless. You know, like you said, let them know that if you're running late, um, when they're coming up, you know, have your, is your guitar tuned, whatever, what do you need from me, blah, blah, blah. Um, because it is for many, you, you mentioned you were a couch player. I was a couch player myself back in high school and stuff, playing with a bunch of buddies. And if someone hadn't offered me an opportunity, it wasn't an open mic, but it was in someone's home playing for people I didn't know. I never probably would have become a professional artist. Not that I, I've reached the lofty stage, but mm-hmm. at my own own level. So I think it's a great thing you, you're doing. And the fact that you do now explain more about the website and what its function is for people who host open mics. Yeah, absolutely. So if, <clears throat> if you are an open mic host or you work at a venue um, that has an open mic, you can go on to our local website and submit your information for free. So, um, you, uh, say it's, um, in your area, it would be openmicbaltimore.com mm-hmm. and you can go to the, uh, the site and click on submit open mic and then click whether you're representing a venue or, or you're a host. Um, we actually have another, a third option, which is just, um, a musician. If you go to an, a, an open mic and you want to just take it upon yourself to get that open mic listed to help them market the event you can also do that but uh so you click on that it sends you a verification email then you're in and then you um put all the information about it you can upload a picture of the host uh logo of the venue 
um, all kinds of information that helps the musician make a decision on where they're going to go play. The um, I'm, I'm, I'm perusing the website as you're speaking. So if I don't respond immediately, it's because I've, I've, something has caught my eye and I have to bring myself back. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be chatting with this gentleman. The, um, <laughs> now, you do tie your guitar strings into the site. Right. So um, we again, that just happened a few months ago. Um, so we have rebranded our entire network and now it's called the um, Royal Guitar Strings Open Mic Network. And it's just a, it's a branding thing. It's a brand awareness. So people like, well, you know, if they get an email, they see an ad and they're like, I've, I've heard about that. And so, you know, we're, it, it's the only um, brand of guitar strings that supports live music open mics for everybody. Um, Cause we, we don't charge for the information to be put on the websites. We don't charge for the, um, musicians to get that information uh so you know we have to survive somehow and so we we um do accept advertising dollars so uh electra voice um i don't know if you've you've tried or heard somebody play through their um their i have i have i have a couple of friends who own one the 30m or the, mm-hmm. the uh, I, I'll I, tell I, you. I don't remember which model but it's the line array one Exactly. Yeah. There, it's just one, the 50 is just a little more powerful. Mm-hmm. I have the third, I've never needed more power and I play out, uh, outdoors, um, uh, on Lake Lanier and an outdoor venue. And then I play indoors at a, a Chateau Alon, which is a, a winery. And I've played many an outdoor party and the, um, the 30 M is just, it's insane. And it's about half the price of the competing Bose system. Um, Bose sounds great too, but you know, if you could pick it up for half the price, then uh, <laughs> why wouldn't you? Isn't it wonderful that Bose started that whole, you know, mini line array type of um, PA system? I mean, I just gave away an old crate, traditional four channel mixer with the two, you know, 12 inch speakers to the YMCA summer camp program because that's sitting in the basement for 10 years, 12 years, you know, collecting dust as well Thank as you. my big PV one because remember how you had to, you had almost had to have a, a, a van to take your, your PA system and your, your one guitar to a gig. Now it just goes into the, the boot or the, you know, if you have a little, like I have a Fiat, little Fiat 500, mm-hmm. I, I can put two line array systems in the back plus two guitar cases. Plus, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're wonderful. So that's terrific. You've lined yourself up with electric voice. Yeah, exactly. And and we've dealt with a lot of, like I said, Taylor Guitars uh, has been a sponsor till recently, um, a lot of those guys. But anyway, that we so they gave us some money to do that. And then, um, you know, the sale of the uh, Royal Guitar Strings helps support the Open Mic Network. And, and um, you know, we, we like to say we the Open Mic Network ri- raises the tide and floats all boats. So whether you're a venue, you, you can use our our sites to help bring people through the door and support your business. If you're a host, same thing, you get paid, you know, the, the, the struggle with a host is usually not how to run the thing, but how to get people through the door. And then uh, if you're the musicians, you know, we're, we're a great resource a database for people uh, who are looking to play at an open mic for whatever reason. Um, and into the websites, what we've done is taken the entire database 
of from all 85 sites. So each each site is broken down by markets. So it's open mic New York, open mic Boston, open mic Miami dot com. And then um, we have created an app and the app is called uh, I Play Out and you can download it for free. And so wherever you go, um, you can actually have access to all of the the uh, the open mics throughout the world that we promote right on your app, right on your phone. Well, I'm looking at the um, the page on the site um, and it's the page if you go on the, the menu at the top, it says open mic hosts and you scroll down and there's, a, there's the image of the Royal Guitar Strings and to the right, it's a little explanation. And then in bold, it says bonus 10% of all profits helps foster kids. That's a neat thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, what's really neat is it's actually 20%. I got to find that. <laughs> um, uh, are you on the, uh, the, the, the string site? Uh, right at the moment I am. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, thank you for pointing that out. We have, uh, we've upped that. We've doubled our contribution. Um, a, a girl, I should say a woman, mother, um, who um, uh, used to host for me in the Atlanta era, um, she called me one day and said, um, hey, Dave, I'm doing this thing called Amped Kids Foundation, and we supply uh, instruments and lessons to kids in the foster care system. And I'm like, wow, that that's really cool. She didn't even have to explain anymore. It's like, okay, I get it. Um, what do you need from me? She says, I was just wondering if you if, if you would be interested in sitting on our board because you know I I know you're a good business guy. You know you got a lot of connections, and I, I just think you 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 get a, a a real charge out of you know being close to these kids and the things that we do. And I'm like, I'm in. She's like, what? said i'm in okay all right <laughs> so april april rooks is her name she is the founder of amp kids and so for the last three years or so um i was on the board and and she asked me to be president so um she is the founder and executive director and i'm the president and that's what we do we we uh provide music lessons and instruments to kids that are in the foster care system and so um our history has shown us our statistics um, is that, you know, kids in the foster care system struggle with life, struggle with everything. They don't have parents. They're, you know, maybe the brothers and sisters went somewhere else. And I mean, it's, it's a whole horrible thing that kids have to overcome to be what we would call, you know, uh, indoctrinated into our society and be normal. Uh, and, and have a, a, a strong sense of self-worth and, and um, a drive to succeed. And um, about 50% of uh, all kids in the foster care system um, don't even graduate high school. Mm. It's terrible. And uh, 100% of the kids that uh, have gotten into the AMP Kids program and adopted um, music and brought that into their life have graduated high school. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. So that's just one little thing. And, and it's just, and, and the reason why is that music is, is, you know, and not every kid in the foster system, you know, gravitates to music. 
and, and that's okay. But the ones that do, we, we just want them, you know, when they raise their hand and say, I'd like to explore music, I'd like to try singing or playing guitar or keys or drums or whatever it is. We just want to make sure that, that they get that opportunity and they're not held back because of their circumstance, you know, because they're, they're with foster parents. And a lot of times those people don't have um, money. Uh, they don't have um, the time and maybe they don't have the interest to allow the child to pursue uh, music. And because, you know, it, it can you know, hundreds of dollars for an instrument and then hundreds of dollars for lessons is 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 a burden. So we we kind of nip that in the bud. And um, so I have dedicated 20 percent of all of our profits from Royal Guitar Strings to uh, help those kids in the foster system. Oh, that's terrific. Now, do you partner with some of the local music shops? Um, how do you um, is that or something that you might be planning in the future to kind of get a maybe a discount on some instruments for those kids? Yeah, we work with um, all kinds of um, organizations and we reach out to, uh, like, say, music shops. Hey, if you have any, you know, um, damaged instruments, um, you have anything that. Um, maybe somebody traded in and you tried to sell it and, and you're, you want to get some off your books, they can get full retail value for their taxes uh, as a write-off because we're a 5013C nonprofit. So we, we, we accept instruments from any source. So um, I put out um, uh, in the Atlanta area, this is because it's where we're headquartered. I put out an, our email and ask people, hey, musicians, if you've got an extra um, instrument that you're not using, we'd love to work with you and, and, and get that instrument into a kid's hands. So, yeah, we're, we're doing that more and more. I'm curious in that program if any instrument tends to be more popular than, than any, anyone, any other instrument. Of course, it's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I ask is the uh, the local acoustic organization that I belong to here in the Frederick area is called Fame Frederick Acoustic Music Enterprise. Uh, they had a, a windfall from a fellow who was a member who, unfortunately, about five years ago, six years ago, passed away with um, very aggressive cancer. Took him very very quickly, and he had means, and he donated an incredible amount of money for the organization to be used. And again, it's a it's a it's a dot org organization. And so what they did is they partnered with the local schools and, and donated 480 or so, I can't remember the exact number, ukuleles. Oh, wow. And right before COVID hit, um, a friend of mine who's also in that organization is now a music producer of events. And he had um, a folk festival because there was no Maryland folk festival. So we had it at the Weinberg, which is the large theater here in town. And one of the artists or the group that came out was the school kids. They were all elementary school kids. There were about 40 of them. They came out and they played what they had learned so far. Pretty rudimentary, mostly singer, single note runs, but the joy, they all came in with their little cardboard boxes of, of ukuleles and it was so much fun. So I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic to be a member of, of Amped Kids. Yeah, I appreciate that. We're, we're excited um, for the future. We, we've been operating in Georgia, and we've um, just uh, changed our charter to include the rest of the United States. And uh, we're working with Will Carter, um, who started Music Starts Here. 
Nashville.com in Nashville, and he's going to be on point in the Nashville market for us to set up and and start uh, supplying uh, lessons and instruments to the uh, the good good kids and foster care system in Tennessee. And uh, also, we hope that that's going to lead to some really great relationships with uh, insiders in the music business. Mm. Now, I do have an oddball question to, to segue into something else. I just switched back over to openmic.us, and I'm curious, the photo you see of a gentleman singing into a microphone and a, a young lady obviously playing guitar, you can only see the top of the guitar. Is that you by any chance? Let's take a look. It is. You're <laughs> better looking me and my bride. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just as you were chatting and I just happened to switch over and I went, you know, I wonder if that's him. So that's cool. Yep. 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 So, um, that was at an open mic at a Dave and Buster's. I recall that picture, uh, here in Georgia. <laughs> as a matter of fact, now that you mentioned it was Dave and Buster's, I recognize the light fixtures. Exactly. It's a, they, they've, uh, they grew up in the brass and glass era and they never changed. <laughs> <laughs> now, so the, the, the lady playing with you is your bride. That is, that is, uh, Miss Claudia Craver and she is uh, 100% Swiss. And, um, we met at a, uh, horse ranch in Madison, Georgia. She came over from Switzerland and I went out to entertain the guests and came home with a souvenir. How about that? <laughs> the um, Now, it looks to me in this photo that you're not playing guitar. You're just singing, and she's the accompaniment. Is that? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, she is is a struggling guitarist. It's, it's not a natural thing for her. Some people pick it up, and it's... You got the rhythm, got it all going on. And she, she struggles a little bit with, um, with guitar, but there are a few songs that she likes to play and she will not sing. So, um, every once in a while we'll jump up on stage and, and I'll just sing, sing along. Well, I think that's terrific that you use the photo of both of you on the, on the site. And most people probably have no clue other than the ones who know you personally. So I think that's really neat. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and I am just curious because I'm a, a gearhead. I write a monthly article on the, it's called the guest gear geek review. Um, what microphone are you singing into there? If you can tell, I'm, I'm, I can't cause it's a little bit dark. I can't tell. Do you remember? Of course I can tell. That's the electric voice PL 80. a <laughs> You know, it's funny that you, cause I was thinking it's gotta be an EV mic. <laughs> It's not a sure mic, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh boy, little that was that was very clever. Took me about point two seconds to, to catch that, but <laughs> But you got it. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing some of your music, so I'm gonna go to your site and um, and pull some down because it'll be so much fun. And I'm very curious about this the swing um, C D. That'll be a whole lot of fun. I've tried to you know, you talked about you know, your wife being a struggling guitarist and even though I've been playing since I was, uh, well, 13, which would have been, what, 1963, 1962 or something like that, I still consider myself a struggling guitarist. I think we all are. I, when I found out probably 20 years ago that Paul Simon was still at that time, and I think he still does now, takes guitar lessons, I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but many do. 
you know, that's right. they're just trying to, to, they either don't want to take the time to figure it out or they're struggling with something and they, they have their, their favorite, uh, instructor who says, Oh, try this. It must mm-hmm. be, it must be humbling for the instructor when you're, you're teaching guitar to someone who's an icon of the music world. Or, or a, a big ego booster. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> you're coming to me. Yeah. Great it's, for the resume for sure. My, uh, a, a good friend of mine, I like to say he sits atop of the financial world uh, in investments and uh, it's all stocks and bonds. And he's been at it his whole career. And uh, he came to me and said, uh, hey, Dave, I see you're doing some uh, investing in, in real estate. You, you mentioned that last time you were here. I said, yeah, yeah. He says, how's, how's that going? Is that good? You got them all rented? Yeah, yeah. He says, I'm going to give you a bunch of money and I want, we're going to uh, create a fund and we're going to be partners and you're going to buy a bunch of houses. And, and I said, you're going to give me your money. You are going to give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you know who I am? I know you know who I am, but do you really know who I am? <laughs> and it made me feel just really good to think that, you know, it, there's, there's people out there and literally uh, he has managed billions of dollars. Billions, uh, you know, like the uh, a major university endowment fund. He was the CEO of that. So I mean, he's big dog, and he handed me a lot of money and said, "Let's go do this." <laughs> well, you know, it, what's wonderful about that is the amount of trust he put in uh, put into you, and that the yeah. um, so that's that's absolutely terrific. And I do want to tell people that prior to hitting the record button, you and I chatted for a minute or two, and what we discovered is we're both realtors. Yes, that's that's uh, that's my full time gig. Really, it sounds like it's not necessarily your full time gig because you've got the other things all going. But it's it's funny how things are just kind of lining up here. It it is. It's very cool. Very cool indeed. You didn't even know I was a musician. And I did, did not. Oh, I was a realtor. <laughs> so now, I, I don't dabble in the real estate. Yeah. Now going back to the, to music, um, because you did mention, um, you know, songs that you have written. How do you go about writing songs? Cause a lot of the folks listening are songwriters. I'm just curious. Do you come up with a, an idea and say, I'm going to write a song about, you know, the sunset or whatever it is, or do you just sit down like many people do, and you're just playing the guitar and something pops out that, oh, I didn't do that before, and that sounds cool, and then the whole progress begins. How do you go about it? I have, I don't have a set way. Um, I would say the most prolific way is I dream songs. Um, like I say, I, I, was, I was dreaming a song, that, that swing song, and I dreamt the whole thing. I mean, I, I had the lyrics, I had the full band swing band playing in there you know i had the, the 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 lead break with the with the horns i'm like oh my god you know and i did i must know this song and no no i i wrote the song okay so my subconscious um thinks about songs so that's that was one way it pops out um i have thought of uh you know a a situation or thing uh and said i'm gonna write a song about that um i have had uh, a friend of mine plays guitar and piano and he was sitting down. He likes to write. He can't sing. So he just writes little melodies. And I'm like, what, what is that? And he's like, oh, that, that's just something I wrote. And I'm like, OK, let's uh, I'm going to run the phone here. And I went home and I have a piano and, and I sat down and I had lyrics to it. 
in about an hour. And I sent it back to him. I said, what do you think of this? He's like, cool. And it made the last album. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm good at uh, uh, being put on task to write something. I, I just, there's a, a young man named Malachi Mills. And for our listeners, look up Malachi Mills' music. Uh, phenomenal songwriter, unbelievable guitar player, and I mean, one of the best voices I've heard in a long time. He's like the triple threat. He was on uh, American Idol, did really well, I think just last year. He lives about two miles from me, and we got put together on something with Amp Kids, and he is doing a lot of songwriting for um, Sync, so that's TV, film, commercials, that sort of thing. And he's working with an agency that gets requests and like, and then it describes what, what the, the, um, requirement is. So, um, <clears throat> I was talking to him, I said, you know what, I would really, I've never written with anybody. I've never done any co-writing, but I always thought it'd be great to do. And I've never done anything where somebody said, write this song for this purpose. And I think I can do that. I've, I've done enough writing and, and I know how my brain works. And so um, he has a little studio in his house and we went over there a couple of weeks ago and I'll be darned if we didn't sit there for about four or five hours and knock out a tune that is just perfect for this. Uh, it was uh, to roll over the credits of, of a movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and, and I was, I mean, whether it gets picked up or not, who knows, but um, we just, we had a female vocal come in because it needed that. And we just sent it off a couple of days ago, but I'm just thrilled to have been through that experience. So I, if, if, you know, our listeners are, are songwriters and, and you haven't collaborated with somebody, um, it's, it's weird for me. You know, if you've written by yourself for a long time, it just feels weird going in, but you know, you shake it off and the, the, the creative juices start going and, um, you know, we, we said, okay, we're going to, let's, let's come up with a melody. And they, they want it to sound like this song. So we played the song and then we came up with something like that. And like, all right, has this driving bass drum. Let's just put that down and then we'll lay this melody. Okay, cool. And that gives us a structure. And then, all right, what, you know, what are the, what do we want to tell the story? What's the story we're trying to tell? Cause we're storytellers, we're songwriters. And we just went about it and came up with, you know, all kinds of words that, that told that particular part of the story. And then we weave that into um, a story and we said, what if she, you know, came from this place and was going to that place. And then when she got there, she realized she didn't want to be there. And so she had regrets and, you know, that kind of thing, because that was the story of the movie. And we're trying to, like, take an entire movie's worth of stuff <laughs> pull it down to three minutes. Well, I'm looking at your 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 personal site, Craver.org, and the first page that comes up it has your last name on the left and singer slash musician slash entertainer and then there's a photo of you probably somewhere in the caribbean maybe standing in knee-deep water with a wave just flashing by and you're playing a guitar that i'm going to take a wild guess because most of the guitar photos on your site are you're playing your tailor but this one looks like maybe a takamine or something similar do you know which one that is oh you nailed it did i Akamini, yeah. Yeah. So be a sponsor. And this this um this particular guitar was the last act of the brand manager. I can't remember his name, but he was retiring. And I was out at the NAM show and they were a sponsor at the time. And I said, I you know, 
why don't we sit down and talk? And I'm going to, you know, post in some stuff on the network from the show. And I want to talk to you about this. And he, he pulled this guitar out and handed it to me and just gushed about it. Um, it's African wood on the, in the side and back. And, and I think spruce on top. And it's the only Takamini that's ever been made that has a T on it. People think it's a tailor, huh. but it doesn't say Takamini on, on the headstock. Oh, it's just the T I got. Right. That. So you- it's, called an inspiration is is the name of the guitar and um it's one of the easiest playing guitars that i've is the easiest playing guitar i've ever had incredible well, it's very pretty because it has a dark tint on the top mm-hmm. um and of course it works so well in the photo because you're wearing a white top and white shorts and you've got the nice turquoisey blue water in the background with the you know the white surf around your legs and the blue sky so it just jumps yeah yeah, it's, it's a it's a great and I had it, it was a professional uh, photograph and um, it just happened to be. So you mentioned turquoise uh, water. The name of the resort is turquoise. It's in the Turks and Caicos Islands. It's a club med. And I played there um, eight years in a row for the month of December to, prior to COVID. And um, so we go down and I say, I just I, I December in the Turks and Caicos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I mean it <laughs> the whole month I'm there. I'm playing, um, I'm playing at the, uh, right on the beach bar and having a blast. And, uh, so I, I took my talk down and, and, uh, and, and, and I, I met down there every year. You know, so you meet these people and, and I met this guy and he's, he's always running around with his camera and taking stuff. And I said, Hey, you know, would you mind doing some photos for me? So uh, we, we got pictures of me all over the resort. And I, I just love this one because the, the wave has crashed between my legs. The water has splashed all over my guitar. I, I, I went from smiling to frowning real quick on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on the, the page that is um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, SoundCloud yeah. And it says Craver Songs. Are those the 14 tracks? Are those originals? Yes. All right, because I'm going to I'm going to pull my the volume down because SoundCloud sometimes is really loud. Let's see if I can get this to play here. Um, Let's see here. What would be a good one? And we'll let people go on on the site and then listen to more. But I just thought it might be fun to throw a little bit in there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, the uh, I'm scrolling down the list on my site. Um, I have a lot more songs, of course, but on this, the one that I the swing song I wrote is called "If We're Lucky." Let's see if we can find that down there. Yeah, hold on. Let me see if we can come up with this one. Okay. Stroll across the sand as they gaze upon the sky above. If they're 
What a cool sound. <laughs> Thanks. And that, that was live. And yeah. that's, that's you singing, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. I wrote it and sang it, and I did not play an instrument on that one. <laughs> now, when you recorded that one, was the, the, the sound bed recorded ahead of time? So you went, when you're in the studio, you're just listening through your headphones, or were you sitting singing live with the orchestra? Uh choice a so um my producer likes to record every instrument separately yeah yeah a little more control for the engineer that way and he's he's an engineer that's he's not so much a producer as an engineer he uh, and he likes to have total control and have every track completely separate and isolated so that he play with it <laughs> well you know and that's because i have a good friend who's an engineer and he will produce if you ask him but he really doesn't like to because he's not a trained producer and he says todd if we can track it that's the best way because then i can if something doesn't sound quite right we just get rid of it or we can bury it in the mix or we can pull it forward if we need to and for a person who performs as a one-man band like i do and i don't mean i have foot pedals and all that stuff it's just that I've done it for so long that my guitar playing style doesn't leave a lot of open space for anybody else. And so he always wants me to track everything, which is difficult for me, but I'm learning uh, slowly to do that. And, and he goes, remember, there may be a bass player in there. There may be a drummer in there and there may be a lead guitar. You've got to give them room. And that's difficult for me. <laughs> do you find that difficult as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's if you listen to you know recorded music it's it's insane how each instrument is just playing minimalist stuff they're like a, 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 a somebody is playing rhythm guitar on a track it's not the same as if you were performing it solo live mm -hmm. it's com completely it's like chitting you know you're when you're playing solo live like you and i do um you're you're driving you're the entire soundtrack and and it's a rhythm guitar so you're you're keeping the beat with it you're producing the chords and the background sound with it um it's got multiple purposes um and and when you're in the studio that kind of goes out the window yeah, the first time I ever recorded anything in a studio, the the engineer, and he's actually a wonderful producer as well, and an incredibly good guitar player, and he said, okay, play the song for me. So I played the song, and he's taking a little few notes and so forth. He goes, so you want to make this, a, you know, like a fully arranged song? And I said, well, sure. He says, okay. And he had a little beatbox thing. This is years ago. And it took him a couple hours to come up with a drum part. And he goes, what do you think? You know, tambourine in there? Nah, no. And then he says, okay, now I'm going to lay down the bass part. So he gets his bass out. And I think I was there for a full day and I didn't do anything but sit there. The next day he did, he, he says, you know, I'm a better guitar player than you are. He says, just give me a little rhythm track. So I have something. And he played the guitar and everything. And I think it was two full days before I ever sang a note or did anything. But the end result was like incredible. Yeah, welcome to the world of, of the studio. It's uh, a whole lot of waiting, watching, listening, and very little performing. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you know, you've got your hands in so many different things. How do you keep things straight? Oh, poorly. Um, <laughs> it's like jack of all trades, master of none. Um, it, I, I, I like having a lot going on because um, it's interesting. I rarely have a day or I say I never have uh, a day that's just like another day. Um, some days I'm, I'm concentrating on doing things for the string company. Sometimes I'm, I'm pulled into real estate. Um, yeah, it, 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 life is, uh, a, a series of events and, uh, you know, the key to uh, something I believe is a key. One of the keys to happiness is to enjoy the passage of time. Yes. Right. So no matter what you're doing, time is passing. So the, 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 the meaning of the, the saying is, you know, enjoy every moment, be in the moment, know what you're doing um, and focus in the moment. And that's what I have to do because I've got so many balls in the air. And, um, um, you know, I also run the National Bartenders Association. So do you there's really? That. There's that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if we talked about that. Uh, we could leave that. And you're probably an air traffic controller as well. Well, only on Saturdays. They call them for 37 years. No. But, uh, you know, I, I did want to, uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Sure. If I could. Um, if you, back to the Open Mic US uh, site, which is the jump off page for the Open Mic Network. Um, we, so one of the things we do is, and the primary goal or the purpose of the network is to provide um, people that run open mics with a place to get promotion, which will track more people and then have it there. So the musicians can find a place to play. And that's that we do that very well. So one of the things that we found is that um, we, we ask people for their email address when they first come on our site. And a lot of folks have done that. As a matter of fact, 170,000 folks have done and we have that broken down by market. So we have um, <clears throat> we have a thing called you know, choose your choose your option. Uh, and so we have you could just look at the, uh, the left picture of my wife, uh, and you say local open mics. So just if you're looking for an open mic, do that. If you're if you're a uh, an open mic uh, venue or a, a host, you could check out Open Mic Pro. And for twenty five dollars a week, what we'll do is we will send out an email. Uh, in your market, inviting thousands of open mic performers to come to your open mic, which is a lot more effective than just waiting around for people to decide and then find you and then make a decision. So it's a very proactive, um, cost-effective, and proven way to get more people to come through the door of your open mic. And uh, usually that this works uh, at, at places that aren't coffee houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a full-blown restaurant bar. And, you know, you you can hold a lot of people and you have a lot to sell them like you have food and booze. Right. So, um, you know, your typical, you know, spend per head is thirty, forty dollars. Then all of a sudden, you know, if you spend twenty five dollars and you get two people through the door extra, you're you've made your money back. But what if you get 10 extra or 20 extra? So um, it's all part of the process of, of building the open mic and, and enhancing an off night, which that's usually what open mics are is a, is an off night on-premise promotion for restaurants and bars. And then, um, <clears throat> the other thing is we actually offer a turnkey, 
um, open mic program for venues. And we have trademarked the term micro music festival. It's a great logo, by the way. Thank you. Um, and so uh, people say, well, what's the difference between a micro music festival and an open mic? And I said, you ready? Because it's this is good. And they go, oh, I'm ready. I say it's an micro music festival is an open mic with a better name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like coffee and cappuccino. Exactly. Who wants a coffee? But yeah. I will take whatever that thing is. Uh, <laughs> so what what it does, and and, and, the, and you know the, the the thought process behind it is, micro music festivals are not for uh, spoken word and comedy, are they? No. Nobody ever went to a music festival to see comedy. They go to a comedy festival, a comedy club. Um, so uh, the, when we run these things, we are strictly music. It's not open to the world. It's not anything and everything. We try to control things. So it's music. So we tell the venue, you know, uh, Joe, in your bar, a micro music festival is going to attract only musicians, number one. Number two, um, we're going to start with a, a professional um, musician to be your host, bring out professional grade sound system. They're going to invite their professional level friends to come out and that's going to set the bar. So people that aren't that good are going to come in there and go, wow, I don't want to be the worst guy in the room. And I'm not going to play. I'm going to leave. So what it does is this invisible uh, barrier to people that are just marginal. And and, and that's fine. I, and, and believe me, I'm in the open mic business. I understand marginal. And I think there's a wonderful place for them. Problem is, when I'm running these things, bars fire us for marginal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? We get. I've been uh, fired over probably 300 times. I know how to get fired. And... <laughs> So it, it, at the end of the day, uh, the Micro Music Festival also allows the venue owner, manager to send out an email and post things online that says, come on out this Wednesday to our Micro Music Festival. They don't say come on out to our open mic. Right. And what what is, you know, what's the music festival? You have food, you have booze and you have multiple acts playing. If you just condense that down into one night at a bar, you get all those elements micro music festival well and the and right above the choose your option you've got kind of a scrolling i think there's four or five things and one is the uh, uh talking about the the four dollar discount if you want to purchase the guitar strings um through the site and there's another one and i, I i'm assuming some of these are sponsors like ev electro voice and then the um then it goes to the royal guitar string say four dollars and then it goes over to the Open Mic Finder app that you can download right. on either Google Play or Apple at App Store. And then you've got uh, get your audio mastered instantly. Is yeah, that, and that's another one of the sponsors. I'm assuming it is. Um, we checked them out. They came to us and said we'd like to work with you to reach musicians and um, Cloud Bounce, which sounds an awful lot like SoundCloud, but it's not the same. Um, is Basically, it's a mastering service. A lot of people don't understand that, um, especially people that, that create music at home, when you uh, are finished with the mix and you're all done, you're like, this is it. I'm done. I'm not going to touch it. It's good. You need to get it mastered. And the reason you, uh, what mastering does is it, it, it checks for levels and it just, it, it tweaks and enhances the sound um, to a professional grade, professional level. And that's something that you can't do 
in-house on your computer. It just, it just doesn't work. And so uh, traditionally what you do is you reach out to a mastering house. You'd send your track. They'd bring it in, um, master it, and send it back to you. Or you know, maybe you have a whole album. Um, and it's expensive. Uh, yeah, relatively expensive. These guys do this for right at about ten dollars a song. Yeah, nine ninety. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's uh, you know it's a great deal and it works. And what they've done is they basically uh, created computer programs that automate it. So they've taken out the labor factor and 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 you know the and also you know human error. Um, <laughs> one guy's ears are different from the next guy's ears. So uh, I like the idea that um, they have a, a set of standards that they they adhere to. Well, the um, and we need to move on, but on that site, the cloud bounce, it looks like it's very easy because you just drop the file in, and then they take it from there, and it's uh, it looks like it's very very simple. It's simple, and you know you can try it ten dollars, and if you don't like it, don't use it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now, how if some of the folks listening want to purchase royal a set of royal guitar strings, how do they go about doing that? Um. <clears throat> We sell exclusively online through Amazon. Mm -hmm. So if you go to straight to Amazon, and um, especially if you're a Prime Amazon uh, member, it's free free shipping. Um, but you can just type in Royal Guitar Strings into Amazon, and you'll see see us pop up. Um, we just added a new uh, feature and uh, a purchase option, which is cool. Just just a couple days ago. Um, we put two sets of strings in one package. So um, what we're doing is we're eliminating the cost of that packaging. We're also eliminating the cost of the additional shipping and handling. And we've stripped all of those costs out all, and, and passed along all the savings. So um, I would encourage everybody to, to uh, just get the two pack. Um, we, in terms of, of profit, we make the same on a two pack as if you bought a one pack. And you're actually getting two packs, and it's it's a, definitely a, a better value. Yeah, when I ordered, because I I did order my my set on Amazon, and it did give you the option of the two pack. I misunderstood it and thought I'd get two separate packs, but you're saying they're packaged into the same sleeve, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Two packs, one sleeve. Yep. Which now makes it, sense. It's a great way it, to save on the cost of not only the cost of materials, but since it's a plastic sleeve to go into it's saving on on plastics and recycling and things like that so it's a great idea yeah exactly and you you you, you get the exact same product each each string is packaged as you saw in its own um special coated uh paper sleeve those it's not just regular paper but they it's actually um designed or, or coated with uh, something that retards um rust and corrosion now, the, uh, and we're going to end the conversation here, but I'm going to have, and you and I will finish our conversation, but I'm going to end the show so people can listen to one of the songs on your SoundCloud site. The, uh, we listened a little bit to, I guess it was Sister, that was the first one, because it came yeah. up automatically, and then we listened to a little bit of if, if We're Lucky. Which one would you like me to, to end the show on? We can do um, Stylish Party, One Trip, One Half Century, I'll Be Fine, Seven Little Girls, I Started in Texas, Get Out of My Head, Key West Holiday, which sounds cool, I'm Going Driving, Leaving Only Bubbles. I think we're going to play Leaving Only Bubbles just because I love the title. <laughs> Leaving Only Bubbles 
this if you're a diver that's that's your uh that's that's your song um key west holiday is is a is a i call it my audience participation song that i wrote uh-huh um clap your hands stomp your feet yell hell yeah and uh the the, the funny story on that is i completely wrote it as a guitar song a friend of mine who's a doctor out of virginia um i asked him to play on it and i sent him the song he came in the studio as well i kind of messed with your song and, and I said, well, you know, let's run through it, play it. And um, he said, you know, sorry, because I, I wanted him to do like one little part. And he basically completely transformed the song into a honky tonk piano song. And I said, dude, I love it. We're keeping it. And I threw, <laughs> threw the guitar out and now it's a piano song. But so I play the, the guitar version uh, when I'm at, at, in the bars. But uh, yeah, if you, that's it's a just that's a, a, a fun, um, upbeat little little tune well dave and you go by dave not david right sure the uh thank you so much for chatting with me today it's been fun getting to know you even though we've never met face to face and it's uh it's been a lot of fun you are almost like a renaissance man you just you've got all these you know fires going on at the same time you seem to be juggling them just fine but the key is you sound like you're having a whole lot of fun if it ain't fun, I just don't do it, Todd. Hey, that's absolutely terrific. Well, thank you again. And this show will go live, actually. We're recording this on Friday, June the 3rd, 2022. It'll go live either later today or tomorrow. So you can pick it up and uh, I'll let you know when it, and I'll send you the link once it goes up. That would be fantastic, Todd. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks to you. Um, and I know there's a lot of work and effort that goes into these things. And I appreciate your audience uh, giving us an ear. Well, and for those folks listening, do try the Royal Guitar Strings. Like I said, I'm not usually a light guitar string player, but I must admit they're very lively and the guitar sounds terrific. So thanks again, Dave, and you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Todd. Take All right. care. Bye-bye now. Well, that was Dave Craver. Among other things, openmic.us, Royal Guitar Strings, craver.org. And we're going to finish the show with... Leaving Only Bubbles, which he says is a diving song. Whoops, that's the wrong one. Here it is. Dive master of this boat, I am called. To all that come aboard Today below the waves Memories will be made I ask you heed these words that I say Leave only bubbles Kill only time Take only memories Last day lifetime Leave only First dive Voice from within says you're alive I can't wait to be With the wonders of the sea Forget about my troubles for a while I'm 
The West Me Mob Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series is produced by me, Todd, middle initial C. Walker, at the West Me Mob Music Studio in Frederick, Maryland. All music on the podcast is played by permission from the artist. If you're enjoying the series, please feel free to share the link, wispymopmusic.podbean.com, or you can find the show on either iTunes or Apple Podcasts.